Welcome to the Pursue of Bliss podcast. My name is Kristen. I'm a self-professed health, spirituality, and mindset junkie. You know that blissful happiness you feel when you're just at peace with yourself, living fully in the present moment? That's the feeling I believe we are all in the pursuit of. And I want to help you get one step closer by up-leveling your health, mindset, and love for yourself. Because that lasting and blissful happiness can only be found and created within. So get ready for all things mindset, holistic health, and spirituality. I hope this serves you. Welcome back to another episode of the Pursuit of Bliss podcast, and we are just coming out of, or at the present time that I'm recording this, we are just coming out of a potent weekend. We had a full moon, and I am not one to typically follow astrology or put a lot of weight on it. However, this was one of the most intense full moons I've experienced in a long time, and I know that it wasn't just me because... All of my clients have been experiencing this. My friends have been experiencing this. I'm seeing people all over the place experience this. I've received so many messages about this. And the energy has been really intense and really potent and really powerful. And it stirred up a lot within a lot of people. It's created a lot of internal chaos within a lot of us. And if you were able to stay present with that internal chaos... We're heading into really accelerated growth right now and really accelerated manifestations, which I am already seeing play out in a lot of the lives of my clients because I get to witness their journeys really intimately and also in my own life. And this past weekend was probably the most emotional (laughs) weekend. I mean, I probably cried more this weekend than I have in the past six months combined. And, you know, crying is probably the wrong word. It was more of like these cathartic releases and... You know, this this last full moon, the energy, in full moons typically there's a lot of releasing, right? Death and rebirth. And I have been putting in a lot of work recently. I've just hired a new mentor and I've been working really a lot in the past six months on healing my relationship with the masculine, the divine masculine, creating my own healthy container and energy around divine masculine and also within my own life, right? The the, the men in my life and the masculine figures who have been a big part of my life since I was a child, healing a lot of wounds in a sense. And it had, I mean, this work is not for the faint of heart because most of the work that I've been doing has been learning how to open my heart and all of the places where I built walls or closed it off to protect myself. Uh, from feeling unsafe around the masculine. And because my heart had been so closed off my entire life, I shifted myself into this masculine energy and I did everything from that energy, right? Because to be in your feminine energy, that means that your heart is open, right? You're open to feeling. And being in that energy is really risky if you've been hurt before. And so I lived most of my life in my masculine where I felt I could control everything, right? I'm just going to hustle. I'm going to do it myself. I'm going to control because if I'm in control, I can control myself not getting hurt. This goes for every area of life, right? Business, relationships, friendships, community, everything. And so it's been a process of slowly breaking down the walls and opening my heart and shifting into my heart space and living from there. 
And this has changed my entire life in the past six months. I've moved into a space of really magnetizing and attracting versus manifesting, which I'm going to talk, which I'm going to talk about a lot in later on in this episode, right? What that looks like and what the difference is between manifesting versus magnetizing or attracting with our energy. But the reason I'm sharing this is because in regards to this weekend, I've had huge cathartic releases and a lot of healing. And the feminine energy, if you're if you're a human being who aligns dominantly with feminine energy, our feminine energy is our ability to be and live in our hearts, to open our hearts, to feel and to live and experience and express and embody our emotions and our feelings in every single moment, right? It's living in the present moment from our heart space, which can be challenging. And as I began to move into this space, I've opened up to release a lot of the heaviness and resentment and wounds that I've been carrying on to my entire life. And I'll give you an example, uh, a big wound that I've opened up to and have been working on feeling and healing has been an abandonment wound. I've had patterns and patterns and patterns in my life of men betraying me and abandoning me and betraying me and abandoning me and betraying me and abandoning me, abandoning me over and over and over in platonic and in romantic relationships. It's been a consistent pattern in my life. And I was fed up with it and recently working with the mentor, I was able to actually go to that space within myself because I had another kind of trigger happen in my reality where I felt really betrayed by a man that I really trusted in my life. And I went deep into that wound in meditation and felt the kind of pain that I have never felt in my entire life, but it was this pain that I've been holding deep inside me for years and years and years. And I just was like on the floor of my room, just like on my knees, shaking and crying and moaning and sobbing and screaming. And this pain that was releasing through me wasn't attached to the specific scenario that happened to me recently, right? That's that's a scenario that triggered this out of me. But this pain was built up over years and years and years and maybe even lifetimes, Right? Like I am almost positive that a lot of this pain wasn't even just coming from this lifetime, but generations and generations of pain. And I believe that when we get to end, you know, generational trauma, when we do that, you know, we can heal into the past and we can heal into the future. And so I felt that a lot of the pain that I was transmuting through me was the pain of ancestors or generations, like all of this generations of pain that had never been felt that had never been healed, that had never been loved. And when I opened enough, it was able to move through me. So I was releasing my own pain from this scenario, from my entire life of feeling betrayed, from lifetimes, and I'm sure I've carried this pattern with me, and from generations of my own ancestors who have been carrying this pain with strength. And so with that said, I can't even express the magnitude of what it felt like moving through my body. And it wasn't the kind of sadness that felt bad. It felt cathartic because I completely surrendered to it. And something else that was really deeply healing for me was using this as an opportunity, not only to release all of this pain that I felt around the betrayal of the masculine, but also realizing that whatever relationship and and whatever ways we're projecting on the masculine in our lives, if you're someone who aligns with dominantly feminine energy, 
but you're also almost always projecting on the divine, right? Whether that for you is a universe, God, source, spirit. And I always say that, but recently the word God has been, the word God has been resonating with me a lot more. The more that I've healed my relationship to the masculine, the more that the word God resonates with me. And I think I've spoken on this in previous podcasts, but I feel like I had a lot of religious trauma around the word God as a lot of us did. But for me, when I always use the term universe, it was describing God. It was one and the same for me. Whether I use the word God, spirit, source, divine, energy, it's all one and the same. And so I feel like I've been shifting into really resonating with the word God because it feels more present and more loving to me now. And so if that word doesn't resonate with you, just replace it with whatever word does, whether that be universe or source or spirit or divine love, highest self, soul, you choose. Um, But for the purposes of the podcast, I'm starting to shift into God. And where I was going with that is typically whatever we project on the masculine in our lives, if you feel betrayed or abandoned or you know, you feel like the men in your life haven't been there for you, aren't emotionally available for you, don't love you. Typically, that's the same way that we are feeling about God. And when I leaned into this, I realized that this deep sense of betrayal that I was feeling from all of the men in my life and the patterns that I haven't been able to break out of, I'd also been feeling for the divine. I've also been feeling for God. And it was one of the reasons that the word God didn't align with me because not only did I have religious trauma and I'm not a religious person I don't align with any religion and I don't I don't align with the rules and stereotypes of religion but I also felt my whole life like there really is a God how could he let this happen to me if he is unconditionally loving why did he abandon me Why did he leave me in scenario after scenario where I felt betrayed over and over and over by the men in my life? Why was he not there? And for the first time in my life, I let that anger and that rage and that hurt be seen and witnessed and experienced through me. So it wasn't just this anger toward the scenarios in my life. It was this anger toward God, toward the entire universe. And so when I was sitting on my floor, like heaving, going through these like cathartic waves of release, I remember just, there was a moment where I was just like, like I was opening my heart and letting this pain come out and it was terrifying because I was opening my heart and I realized I had this fear of, if I open my heart and I let this love in this divine love and I, and I let God in again and I deepen my connection to this faith that I have. When I say faith, I don't mean it in a religious way. When I deepen my connection and my surrender and I let this love in, what if I'm abandoned, right? And I just remember sitting on my knees and just begging, like, please don't leave me again. Please don't leave me again. Please don't leave me again. I can't take it. Why did you abandon me? Please don't abandon me. Because I felt so alone. And I suddenly started having these visions and these flashbacks of every time that I had ever felt betrayed or abandoned by the masculine in my life. And I was just seeing these visions of me crying in bed or me, you know, on the floor of my bathroom feeling so alone and abandoned and rejected and all of these moments from childhood leading up to recently. And I just heard this, this voice and this feeling in my whole body of, I never left you. I was there the whole time. You just weren't receiving me. And then I saw the visions again. And in the visions now, I saw this giant lion next to me. So I saw this vision of me crying in bed and there was like this giant lion laying next to me comforting me 
and I saw visions of me as a child crying by myself. And then there was a lion next to me, like around me, almost like hugging me. And it was vision after vision of all these memories, these moments in my life, but the lion was there. And it just was this moment of, I can't even describe it in words. I suddenly like felt this love in my entire body that I have never experienced before. It's like I was completely cracked open. And in that moment, it was like a wall came down. And, you know, I released all of this sadness and this hurt and this pain and this rage. And I realized that, okay, God can take it. I'm allowed to be pissed off. I'm allowed to be angry. I'm allowed to be hurt. And after I expressed all of that, I didn't even have a desire to feel it anymore. I didn't feel any anger left in me. And sorry, right as I'm saying this, there's like this beautiful horse walking by. It's just in my yard eating the grass. And there's a lot of horses here in Costa Rica, but they rarely, I've never seen one stop in my yard. Such a divine synchronicity while I am talking about all of this. But what I was saying is once that anger left my body, it's like love came in to take its place because for the first time I no longer had that unconscious wall up of, but if I let the love in, you're going to leave me. And that's how I realized I've been feeling and pushing away the divine union that I am desiring in my life, right? It was this fear of, if I let you in, you're going to betray me. If I let you in, you're going to abandon me and I can't handle the hurt anymore. I can't handle the pain anymore, right? That was the unconscious story. That was the wall I had up around my heart. And we all have layers of walls and I've shattered a lot of them. But this was one of the last ones, a really big one. Because with this one, I realized that wall wasn't just keeping out the men that I desired and the love that I desired, but it was keeping out the connection to God that I desired and the way that he was trying to love me. Because we're all in every moment unconditionally loved but are you open to receiving that love or do you have so many stories that you're living in telling you why you're so unworthy of love right are you closing yourself off to receiving it or are you so terrified of being abandoned or betrayed or following your old patterns that you don't allow it in in the first place and so for the first time probably since I was a child I allowed it in because for the first time I also truly believed that I'm not going to be abandoned. You're actually here with me and you were here with me the whole time and you will never leave me. And even if I am rejected, abandoned, betrayed, left in my physical reality, I have this sense of safety and security in knowing that my heart is open and I always have this divine love. And ever since then, you know, this is the funny part is when I was a child, I used to always imagine a lion was with me. Because I think it started when I watched the Narnia movies and I read that I was obsessed with the Narnia books. And if you've seen them or read them, you know, the lion Aslan, that character was always so comforting, comforting to me. I used to imagine that that lion was like with me. If I couldn't fall asleep at night, I would imagine that lion was like cuddling me or giving me a big hug and I would fall asleep with more ease. And it's interesting. It's like that lion that whatever you want to call it, the spirit guide or whatever that might be that angel. I really see it as almost like an angel of protection was with me my entire life. I just disconnected from it. And so now I've started feeling it again and it's been crazy. It's like everywhere I go, I feel that lion with me and it's like, it's, it's this divine masculine protection. And I really feel so protected by it. Like nothing gets past my lion, nothing, unless they are a match for the kind of love that I am desiring to receive. It just feels like this 
divine guardian protector that's with me at all times. And it's been deeply nourishing to be able to connect to that. And it's helped me feel really safe and really held and really protected. And I think that's allowed me to have even deeper releases because not only did I have that one really cathartic release, but that was on Friday. And then on Sunday, I had another one. I did a meditation in the morning and it was this forgiveness meditation. And I centered it around the person who had re- who I recently felt betrayed by. And in the meditation, I was like, I feel like I'm not doing this right. I just, I'm not feeling forgiving. I'm feeling angry. Like I'm fucking pissed that you did this to me. And I felt like I wasn't able to tap into the forgiveness. You know, I finished the meditation and I felt kind of anxious and I went to the beach and then, you know, I just felt the lion with me walking next to me and it just brought me this sense of peace and comfort. Like I'm not alone here. It's okay. And I went home and I, as soon as I got home, I had another cathartic release. Like I sat down and I just started like heaving like out of nowhere these sobs like racking my entire body and it was just another 30 minutes of of deep release and it was like my body was shaking in a way that I can't even describe it was like this energy was moving through my body I could literally feel the energy moving through my body and releasing and I was on the floor and I was laying down and my hands were out and I literally just like felt like the lion put its pause over mine, right? I was going to say hands, but pause. And I could literally feel it there supporting me. And this is, I guess, a more woo-woo episode that I put out recently. And so if this stuff doesn't align with you, that's fine. Take it or leave it. But this is my lived experience. And this was really real for me and really supportive for me. And I truly do believe that the things that we cannot physically see are much more real than what we can see with our eyes in this 3D reality. And what we feel is the most real. What we intuit is the most real. Your connection to your intuition and what you feel around me is so much more real than what you can see with your eyes in 3D reality because our eyes trick us. They show us what we believe should be there. But our heart, our intuition shows us what is really there. And so that happened. And after that cathartic release, I felt much more free. And then the next day I had a third release, but this one wasn't sadness. It wasn't tears. It wasn't grief. It was anger. I was pissed. And I suddenly felt all of this anger for all of the people who'd ever betrayed me in my life. Like, how could you do that to me? And I think it's easy to want to jump to forgiveness, right? Because everyone always says we have to forgive. We have to release. When you hold on to anger, you're really just, what is it? Like drinking your own poison or something, whatever that saying is. I think I butchered it. That might not be it. But it's something along the lines of when you hold on to resentment, all you're doing is drinking your own poison. But I believe that when we skip to forgiveness, we're actually just bypassing our actual true feelings that need to move through us, right? Like we need to open our heart and allow that pain to move through us to be able to actually move on to the actual deep embodied forgiveness that is really going to bring us that peace and that sense of internal abundance and openness and expansion that we're looking for. So the next day I experienced this anger. I was like journaling about it. I was pissed off and I had this like sacred tantrum with myself and just released all of the anger on my bed, just like punching my pillows and I let it all move through me and I was pissed. And I was just saying all of the things that I always wanted to say, but never could. I was just saying them as if all these people were there listening to me. 
And after that was done, I felt exhausted. There was no more anger in my body. And I didn't even feel, there was no sense of anger anymore. There was just like a sense of peace, of detachment. And from that place, I moved into um, forgiveness with ease without even trying. I immediately, for the most recent person I felt had betrayed me, I immediately saw their inner child, like their highest self in the form of a child in front of me. And I saw the hurt part of them that had caused them to hurt me in a way that they did not consciously desire to. And I just had this vision of myself, like picking up their inner child and hugging them and giving them so much love. And I just moved through this deep forgiveness. And it was like this, something fell off my shoulders. Something just left me like detached and I, all I suddenly in that moment, it's like we had returned to love. I only felt love in that moment. It was just grace and ease and forgiveness and love. And the reason I'm sharing this story is because I think forgiveness is such an important piece in our healing journeys and our manifestation journeys. Because especially for those of you, I know right now there's so much attention on divine union. Everyone is either desiring to deepen their union with their current partners or they're desiring to attract divine union. And it's going to be very difficult to move into a space of divine union in whatever way you're desiring it if you still are holding resentment or energetic attachments to other people because we'll continue to attract from those wounds, from those attachments until we move through them. Right? We're always going to unconsciously attract from those places because the universe or God's spirit is trying to bring it to the surface right? until you move through it. Which is why I had patterns of betrayal over and over and over until I realized that I was projecting this on God. So I was cracked open finally by the last one. Cracked open, let it move through me, let it transmute. Then I was able to just love myself there. And then I was able to move through forgiveness and release these attachments that, I, that I've had. And this opens up so much space that can now be filled by the actual kind of masculine presence that I'm desiring, whether that means the people already in my life show up in a different way or new people are attracted into my reality. And so going back to the forgiveness piece, if we try to force forgiveness, it's not real embodied forgiveness. It's mind forgiveness and true healing and expansion doesn't happen in the mind. It's not possible. It happens in the body, in the nervous system, but you're not going to, we're not going to be able to embody that forgiveness if we haven't moved through the emotions yet. And I think if you're in the spiritual world, there can be a lot of judgment around allowing yourself to be angry or around blaming, right? Like, oh, I shouldn't be a victim. I know it's not their fault. I know they have all this trauma and hurt that, you know, which is why they did this. But it's really important to let yourself go to a place of, you know what, in this moment, I am a victim and this is unfair. And I am pissed the fuck off. This is an important space to be. And oftentimes there's so much hurt underneath the anger, but we can't even access the hurt because the anger is on top. And if there's another layer on top of that of let me just be forgiving and let me be love and light and peace and just let this move through me. If we go straight to that space, all we're doing is repressing everything else and pretending that we're okay and we're at peace with everything. When in reality, we're going to continue to attract from this internal space of resentment and anger and hurt that we've never processed, never witnessed, never loved on. And so how do you actually get to a place of forgiveness? You don't do it by trying to forgive. You do it by being present in each moment with how you're actually feeling and allowing it to move through you. No matter what that looks like without attaching any stories to what's moving through you. 
That's how you get to a space of forgiveness naturally. Because when you crack yourself open, when your heart is open to actually receive divine love, forgiveness is easy. It's natural. It is, it is your essence, right? Your essence is unconditional love. Unconditional love is unconditionally loving. It's not selective, right? We set our boundaries, of course, but it doesn't mean that we stop loving. We stop, forgive, we stop forgiving because yes, we know at our core that they don't know what they're doing. They are acting from their trauma, their unconscious wounds, but it doesn't mean that the way I'm feeling is any less valid or less important. And it's really important to let that move through us. So that was kind of the recap of my weekend. That was a long recap. And I hope that made sense because I think I went on quite a few tangents in there as I always do. But, you know, I had all these fun plans for the weekend. I was supposed to go on a road trip with my friends. We were going to go to this beautiful place in the mountains for sunset and cocktails. And I ended up canceling on everyone because I started to feel these emotions and I wanted to make space for them to move through me. And this for me is one of the deepest acts of self-love is saying no to people pleasing and saying no to what I already had planned and putting myself first and showing my inner child that all of her emotions, no matter how illogical or wild or chaotic or crazy they may seem or dramatic, they are worthy of my attention, my full attention and my full presence. They are worthy of canceling plans. They are worthy of all of my time and presence and attention, no matter what I had planned. I have chosen to commit myself to no longer self-abandoning, especially when my inner child is feeling hurt or sad or something wants to move through her. And so for me, this was a massive act of self-love and self-worth. And on the other side of my really emotional weekend, I am feeling the lightest I felt in a really long time. It's like I've released something that I didn't even know I was holding on to for years and years and years and years. And I have a sense of peace and lightness within me. Like I can feel the space where I was holding on to the resentment and the hurt. And I can feel the lightness in that space within me now. And it feels so good. And I think it's important to realize that all pain has purpose. All pain has purpose and not all pain has to feel extremely painful. It can feel actually cathartic and there can be a sense of joy in the release of it when we no longer place labels on it or try to force ourselves to feel good. When you allow it to move through you and you let it it crack you open to more love and more connection to the divine, it's actually a beautiful experience. And as any, you know, a creature who aligns with feminine energy dominantly, this is our superpower. Our chaos is our superpower and your chaos is safe. It is safe for you to be in the chaos of your heart. It is safe for you to feel the depth of your emotions. It is safe for you to feel everything and it is never too much. And I think that a lot of us, especially as women, have learned that our feelings and emotions are too much and that we shouldn't be feeling that much. And, you know, oh, why do I feel that much after, of, you know, when it was just this little thing that happened and we diminish how we're feeling. And we let ourselves feel crazy because maybe someone told us one time that we were crazy or we cried and we were punished for it or we were told to quiet down or pull it together. And so for the rest of our lives, we try, like we, we associated the depth of our emotions with losing love because maybe when we were little, we didn't receive love when we were feeling wildly emotional or we were told that we were being too dramatic or we were told that we, you know, we need to calm down. It's not that big of a deal. And so we spent almost our entire lives diminishing how we feel, trying not to seem crazy. 
And by doing this, we've also been hiding away our superpower, which is our ability to feel deeply and our ability to stay present in the depths of our emotions and our ability to allow whatever is present to move through us without judging it as too much or too dramatic or too crazy or too illogical. Because guess what? Our emotions are oftentimes going to be illogical. They are not going to make sense to our mind because the feminine is not meant to live from her mind. She lives from her body. So if you try to think through your emotions logically, you're going to get lost. You're going to feel stuck. You're going to feel burnt out because you're not meant to logically rationalize them. They're not going to make logical sense. It's okay. Your chaos is safe. Your wildness is acceptable and lovable and worthy and beautiful. And the depth of your emotions, this is your power. And when you allow yourself to actually go there within yourself, you realize that everything you've been afraid of accessing within yourself is actually the portal to everything you've ever wanted. Because this is magnetism. Magnetism is living from our hearts. And we can only live from our hearts if we're willing to go within the depths of what is actually there without shutting down and contracting. Allowing ourselves to be present with what is. This might mean reminding yourself in moments, I'm not crazy. My feelings don't need to make logical sense. They are worthy of being expressed. They are worthy of being felt. Your inner child needs that from you. She wants to know that It's safe for her to be in her heart. It's safe for her to be in her body. And so many of us move up to our minds and we live in our mind trying to control everything because we don't feel safe to be living in our bodies. We don't feel safe to be living in our hearts. We don't feel safe to be feeling all of our emotions, to feeling all of our feels. And so we live from a place of trying to control everything. And then we want it to be easier. We want things to flow and we want to magnetize. We want to attract. We want to be in this like glowy feminine space of radiance. But you can't get there without being willing to sit in the abyss. In the death and rebirth. And the abyss, the void, what I call the mush, is one of the most powerful places to be. And I've said this over and over and I'll continue to say it. To say it. And your willingness to sit in the uncertainty and the discomfort of your own void, your own abyss your own mush, whether it be for 10 minutes or for four months, your ability to do that, to be present with it without trying to make it mean anything, without trying to force yourself to feel something different than what you're already feeling, your ability to do that is going to accelerate your ability to attract everything that you desire. And sometimes we're going to be sent or we're going to attract scenarios that are going to trigger a lot of pain in us. And I've had a lot of people ask me, well, Kristen, it's not fair. I've seen angel numbers everywhere. Or I've seen signs like crazy to move forward with this man or to move forward with this scenario in my life. But then it fell apart and I got really hurt. And now I don't trust anymore that I can trust the signs or I can trust God or I can trust the universe. Like why was I receiving all these signs that it was aligned if I got hurt in the end? And here's the thing. It was aligned because your pain is a gift. Your pain is a gift. It's a beautiful gift if you're willing to allow it to move through you. Because your pain, when you're willing to sit in it, is going to make space for everything you want. And so, yes, that person that you felt hurt you, that was still aligned. 
or that opportunity you went after that fell through, that was still aligned. It was still divinely orchestrated. And so when we let go of trying to control things from our mind and we're willing to follow our heart and our excitement and we're willing to keep our hearts open and we're willing to go all in on our excitement and all in on what we love and all in on what inspires us regardless of the potential for hurt because we know that all pain comes with a purpose and that we're not alone in our pain and the pain is going to crack us open to more love. And when we're filled with love and we're open to love, we are magnetic and radiant and we attract to us everything we desire with ease. And so knowing that, we know that it's safe for me to follow what feels aligned and exciting and inspiring to me. But when I do that, it doesn't mean that I'm protected from pain. It doesn't mean that I get to control the outcome. It doesn't mean that things are going to play out how my mind wants them to play out. It means things are going to play out in a way that is so divinely orchestrated for me to be on my path of highest fulfillment, whatever that might look like. And I am open to what that looks like. And I'm willing to detach from what my mind wants because I know that my mind wants to keep me safe and comfy. My mind doesn't want to feel any pain. But when you open your heart and you welcome the pain and you say, you know what, if this goes wrong, it's going to hurt, but I can handle it. And I know that that hurt will have purpose. And I know that I will be held through it. And I know that through any pain I experience, I'm going to deepen my connection to God, to the universe, to spirit, to my highest self. Sometimes the only way to open ourselves up to more love is to be cracked open. Sometimes the walls have to be shattered. And sometimes only the depths of our own pain can actually do that. But our willingness to sit there within the depth of our own void, the deeper we're able to surrender in that space, the quicker we're able to move through it. The less resistance we have to the pain, the easier we're able to flow through it. And this is why, you know, everyone wants to attract with ease. I talk about that a lot, attracting with ease, but this is the behind the scenes of it. (laughs) This is what I'm doing in my daily life to actually have this ease of attraction. So yes, the things I desire, typically I attract me with ease. I refuse to force anything. I'm not going to hustle if it doesn't feel right. I'm not going to go searching for what I want. I'm not going to go chase it. I don't chase anything. I don't chase anyone. I attract. I magnetize. But to get to this space of magnetism means being willing to sit in the depths of everything that most people don't want to face. And so, yes, you get to have the ease, but I never said and I never will say that it is easy getting there takes courage, a lot of fucking courage to go to the depths of your own shadows, the places that most people don't want to face. And this is what I help most of my clients with. And I was thinking recently, like, what is it really that I do? How do I describe my work? Because, you know, manifestation has been my title since I started my business for years, but I'm not really teaching manifestation practices anymore. What I'm teaching is much deeper than that. I'm teaching deep attraction and magnetism. So yes, we're manifesting, but we're manifesting without trying to manifest, which is even more powerful. But how does that happen? It happens by opening our hearts. And I was thinking today, like what I'm doing, I'm not helping women consciously manifest. I'm helping them unconsciously manifest with ease by opening their hearts to divine love. Would that be love from themselves, love from the people around them, love from the divine? I'm helping them crack their hearts open. And I actually had a client message me telling me how she had this cathartic release in the shower and she felt so good afterward and she was so proud of herself and she felt so light. And as soon as that happened, she had this man call her and just 
tell her all these sweet things and just really show up for her in the way that she desired. And that, like, this, that is the goal. To know that your pain is a gift and something to be celebrated when you let it move through you. And for, and it was just a sign that God was just showing her, hey, you're on the right path. When you're present with your emotions like that and you let it move through you, but you keep your heart open through it instead of contracting and closing off and not allowing it to move through you, you're rewarded. You attract the love that you desire, the abundance that you desire, the money that you desire, the people, the friendship, the community, all of the things that you desire. When you stop resisting, when you let the walls come down. This is the work. You can't do this alone. Oftentimes our nervous systems don't even feel safe enough to do this alone. We need to feel held and supported by someone, which is why my mastermind is so powerful because it's become a family. <laughs> the women deeply support each other on such a level. There's such safety, the vulnerability in there that the women are able to actually move through things with such grace and ease. Like the energy in there is moving fast. But their hearts are cracking open and cracking open and cracking open. And I'm also seeing this happen in my with my private clients. Their hearts are cracking open. And on the other side, they're attracting such beautiful, miraculous, seemingly miraculous experiences and manifestations without trying. And this is also what's happening in my life. The ease, the lack of force. I wanted to share this because I know that you go online and you see everyone living these happy, abundant lives. And maybe you see it in my Instagram too. All of the beautiful parts of my life. And don't get me wrong. I love my life. I'm so proud of my life. I just got chills. I am so proud of my life and so content in what I've created for myself. But that doesn't mean that I'm just super bubbly and happy every single day. I am moving through a lot all the time. Some minutes I'm on the floor crying and the next hour I'm on the beach laughing hysterically with my friends. It is a roller coaster and I am here for every single moment of it. And it's all been worth it because truly being in a space of no longer chasing anything. I don't chase money. I don't chase clients. I don't chase men. I don't chase opportunities. I don't chase housing. I know that me, the embodiment of me, Accepting myself and all that I am and all of my emotions and all of my feelings and all of my states of being, all of my inspirations, all of me is enough. And the embodiment of that will attract everything to me. I don't need to do much more than be fully me. And it's taken a lot, a lot, a lot of work to get to this space. I really fully, deeply believing, not just believing, but deeply embodying that me, embodying me is enough. taken a long time to get here and a lot a lot of work but here's something else that I wanted to touch on and this is maybe an unpopular opinion in the self-development space in the online coaching space especially but you don't need to heal all of your trauma to attract everything you want you don't need to rewire all of your limiting beliefs you don't need to constantly be doing inner work you don't need to fix yourself you are not broken but there's a lot of money to be made in the marketing that makes you feel like you're broken and you need fixing. And it can send a lot of people into these spirals of feeling like they need to constantly be uncovering their trauma and healing it and working through it. Your wounds don't want to be healed. They want to be loved. Love will do the healing. 
Your trauma doesn't need to be fixed, doesn't need to be bandaged, doesn't want to be pushed away or hidden. It just wants to be seen and witnessed and loved. Love will do the healing. And this is the real work. The real work isn't trying to fix ourselves. It's realizing that there was never anything to be fixed and we were always worthy and always lovable exactly as we are every single part of us, including our wounds and our traumas. And you don't need to uncover everything. The real work is realizing that you can open yourself up to love right now. Your own love and God's love. God, the entire universe, your highest self, all of your ancestors, angels, whatever you look up to or feel intuitively connected to, that love is flowing to you in every single moment and there is nothing you could do to stop that love. The only reason you're not feeling it is because your walls are up. It's up to you to take them down. But you don't need any fixing. So you can like take a deep breath for a moment. Because I see a lot of people, and I, I used to be this person, hiring coaches and mentors or buying courses because I felt like I just need to be fixed. And if I can just get rid of one more limiting belief, I'll attract the money, I'll attract the love, I'll attract the whatever it is. But that's some scarcity energy. That's acting from this energy of I'm innately unworthy and I need to buy your course to fix myself. Fuck that. Right? I don't ever want anyone to hire me to fix, to fix them. I'm not going to fix you. You don't need fixing. I'm not here to change your life. I'm here to guide you back home to yourself so you can change your own life. I'm not going to give you the answers. I'm not going to pretend that we can rewire every one of your limiting beliefs. I'm here to hold space for you to be all of you. I'm here to fully love you, to witness and love all of the parts of you that have felt unworthy or broken or not good enough or unlovable. I'm here to believe in you in ways that you don't yet believe in yourself. I'm here to hold you to a higher standard than you yet believe you're capable of. I'm here to reflect back to you your worth when you get caught up in the little stories or you're diminishing yourself or making yourself smaller. I'm here to help you remember that you have all the answers. You are trustworthy. I'm here to help you connect to your heart again, to crack your heart open so you can feel everything you're meant to feel so you can attract everything you're meant to attract. You know, I always say, like, I don't coach my clients. I'm not here to coach you. I'm a channel. My job is to get myself out of the way, get my ego out of the way, my personality out of the way, my mind out of the way, so I can be a clear channel for the divine, for your highest self to flow through me, for God to flow through me, for spirit to flow through me, so you can receive exactly what you're meant to, which is why I always say people I work with, we have soul contracts. When you're meant to work with me, you're just going to know it. You're going to feel it. And that's why I have these insane connections with my clients and my students. I always feel like we're just sisters because we're so divinely connected. So what I really want you to get from all of that is that no matter what anyone online tells you or what any marketing makes you believe, there is nothing wrong with you. There's no such thing as a perfectly healed version of you. There's no such thing as a version of you who never gets triggered. There's no such thing as working through enough limiting beliefs or saying enough affirmations that the money just shows up. You want the most fulfilling, abundant life? Great. Fill your heart up with love. Let yourself be cracked open. Allow the love to actually flow in. That is the work. That is what will change your life.
You don't need to heal yourself. You don't need to fix yourself. You don't need to change yourself. Love will do all of the work for you. And like, here's the other thing about this is what you needed in the beginning of your journey isn't what you need in now. And like, I don't resonate with a lot of what I used to teach about manifestation years ago, even though that stuff still really helps people. It really does. My old YouTube videos, this content I put out in the beginning, it really helps people. The podcast in the beginning, of course, it's 4444 on the recording, right? As I said that. I keep it out there because it's what a lot of people need. Maybe it's what you need right now or what you used to need. It's what I needed in the beginning. I needed one foot in. What I teach now, I wasn't ready for three years ago. And that's okay. But what you needed at the beginning of your journey is not what you need now. And what got you to where you are isn't what's going to get you to where you want to go. So all the mindset work, the affirmations, the scripting, all that stuff that worked really well in the beginning, it's not going to work anymore to get you to that next level. The mindset work can't get you there anymore. The deep embodiment work can. There's only so many mindset shifts you can make. Once you've brought yourself back to this neutral place where your mindset is no longer in a place of dominantly scarcity or dominantly negativity. Once you've brought that balance back and like done some of that deconditioning work and reprogramming work and mindset work, you don't need it anymore. You don't need to work really hard to uncover what your limiting beliefs are and and rewire them anymore. That is so important and so helpful and so valuable for a certain stage in your journey. But I have a feeling if you're listening to my voice right now, you've been called to my podcast to this specific episode, you're past that point. And you might even be frustrated that what you used to do just simply isn't working anymore. And it's not because you're doing anything wrong, but because you're being called into a deeper surrender. You're being called into more. You want more out of your life? Great. It's time to go deeper. It's time for the embodiment of everything you've learned. This work can't be done in the mind anymore. It can only take place in your body. And something else that feels really important and present for me to share right now is If something has been cleared out of your life, no matter how painful it is, whether it's a person, a relationship, a circumstance, a place, a job, a home, a dream, if something has been cleared out of your life, trust that it is a divine redirection. It is making space for something that you don't have the capacity yet to even imagine because it is so much better. It is outside of your conscious awareness. And the longer we spend holding on to the thing that's trying to leave our life, the longer we spend chasing that, the longer we drag out the time in between now and when that manifestation of something better shows up. The sooner we're able to surrender and say, you know what? I'm not chasing anymore. Because what we do when something leaves our life, we try to chase it or hold on really tight with both hands so it doesn't leave. What we're trying to do is avoid the pain. Avoid the pain that comes with something leaving that we had an attachment to. So we try really hard to convince people to stay or we chase people or we try to hold on to a job that we know just isn't a match anymore or we're not willing to leave a location that's not serving us or a relationship that's not serving us or a friendship that's not serving us. We hold on because of the potential pain of letting that thing leave our life. But I want you to know that you can handle the pain. That pain has a purpose. It's here to crack you open. It's a portal to everything that you're actually desiring. Like how would your life shift if you refused to ever chase anything or anyone again? No more chasing, no more convincing. 
No more chasing clients. No more trying to convince people that you're worthy of their money. No more chasing men or women or any kind of human, trying to convince them that you're worthy of their attention. No more settling for less love than you're actually worthy of. I saw this quote the other day that I loved. I forget who it was, but I screenshotted it and it was something along the lines of, I hope you have the courage to no longer settle for small love. And I wish that for every single one of you in every area of your life, because it can be easy to want to chase or convince or to hold on to something that serves us in ways that we desire, but not in every way that we desire. But as long as you're chasing or holding on to small love, you're not allowing the big love to show up. How would your life shift if you committed to no longer convincing anyone of your worth? This is really like, this is what I'm moving into in every area of my life. And I recently made a post about this, about like, this is my energy, especially in business. I will never convince you or chase you. I'm not going to chase you, follow up with you every single day or message you all the time to see when you're ready to start working with me. I'm not going to justify my prices to you. I'm not going to try to convince you that you should work with me or that we're a match. I'm here for the people who are full body fuck yes, all in energy, who fully choose me as their mentor and they know deep in their soul that this is aligned. Doesn't mean they're not scared. Doesn't mean they're not terrified. But it means that they're trusting in something bigger than themselves because all in energy creates all in transformations. That's what I'm available for. And I fully love every single one of you. And I've had so many people who were kind of wishy-washy. And you know what? I will never try to convince your, you to be a yes. I will never try to turn your maybe into a yes. And I've had so many people leave and come back with all in energy, ready to go. And they have the deepest transformations. Because I've made the mistake in the past of saying yes to wishy-washy energy. Never again. I am only available for soulmate clients because I know the kind of transformation I desire for my clients. And I know what can come from all in energy. It is powerful, magical, transformational. And I know what comes from wishy-washy halfway in energy or wishy-washy, the kind of energy that wants to be convinced that thinks prices need to be justified, that, that wants to see a million testimonials. <laughs> this is not when I hire a mentor. I don't give a shit about testimonials because I know that I will get what I am desiring to receive because I'm showing up all in on myself. If I feel called to someone, I trust my intuition and I am all the fuck in, all the way in, all the way in. I jump head first into every container that I create. I'm all the way in. I don't care what your clients experience. My experience is going to be better. I am going to be your best client that you have ever had is my headspace going into mentorship. And you know what's funny? (laughs) Almost every coach I've ever worked with has told me that I'm their best client. And moving forward, that I am their blueprint of what they want to continue to attract in a client. I have the best results. I show up all the way in. Magical things happen in the containers that I have with my mentors. Because I decide I'm going to be the best client you have ever had. I'm going to have the biggest transformation because I'm all the way in. I am unwaveringly in. Even when it's scary, especially when it's scary. Because it's always scary. And that's what I'm available for. For the clients that I attract. And this is the same thing with relationships and friendships. No matter how scary it is, I am all the way in. 
all the way in. I am fully choosing to be all the way in knowing that there could be a lot of pain on the other side and there probably will be. But we slow down what we desire to attract when we act with our walls up or we're part way in or one foot in. Like what are we doing when we're trying to get a coach to convince us or show us all of their testimonials or justify their prices? We don't fully believe in ourselves and we want that person to hold us and to prove to us that they can change our life. But if you're looking for someone to change your life, you're giving away your power. Oh my gosh. And of course there's horses walking by. There's three of them. Again, one is this beautiful white horse and there's these two like butterscotch colored horses. Once again, stopping in my yard. What is this? They're just eating the bushes in my yard. I'm telling you, horses pass by all the time. They never stop in my yard. Oh, the white one just fully walked all the way in. I have chills right now. I, Because I film my podcast. I, I'm facing my balcony, which has a huge window. And there's like an ocean, a bunch of palm trees. And there's like this big field. And there's always horses in the field. But right now, there's a road right in front of my yard. And the horses are in the road and literally in my yard. Which just never happens and here's another one there's a fourth one okay I'm just having this mini freak out because this is so cool and magical and definitely divinely guided and synchronistic that this is happening while I am recording this podcast it's just horses for me are just so just like magnificent and of course there's this little doggy barking at them my neighbor's cute little doggy but horses for me are just so magnificent and such a perfect combination of divine feminine and masculine energy and they're so beautiful and calm and peaceful and it just I feel like they align perfectly with the message of this entire podcast like grace and strength and beauty they're such divine guides and I don't even know what I was talking about before the horses showed up because they really just yeah I just have chills in my whole body and so Maybe that's where I meant to end the episode. If you do feel inspired to work with me in any way, you want your heart cracked open. If you are here for it, you have all in energy. I do have a few one-on-one mentorship spaces available. Link is in the show notes to apply or on my Instagram bio at Pursuit of Bliss with an underscore. I'm also opening my mastermind for enrollment soon. So if you're feeling more inspired to be in a group setting and a sisterhood, there is nothing like it. The link to apply for that is also in the show notes, or you can message me. And if you're in the beginning of your journey and want to learn more about the basics of manifestation, my uh, 10-week self-paced guided uh, manifestation course is open for purchase for enrollment. Link is also in the show notes. If you're not sure what's best for you, just send me a DM. and uh, We can chat if you'd rather do, if you don't know if you want one-on-one or mastermind or a course. I also have some other options. I have varied options as well, a few different types of containers with different levels of commitment. Uh, So we can chat and see what's best for you. And as always, I love it when you all share the podcast, when you tag me, when you send it to friends and family who you know would like it or appreciate it. It means the world to me because that's how I reach more people. Uh, That's how I reach my soulmate clients and all my soulmate listeners. I love all of you so much. And... um, If you do feel inspired, it also means the world when you guys leave me honest reviews on iTunes. Um, It really helps me a lot. So I'm sending you so much love and I'll talk to you next week.